Welcome to the Wrap Yourself in Joy podcast. I'm Karen Dwyer, speaker, teacher, and author of four books on joy. If you are searching for more joy in your life, join me for about 15 minutes every week. It could change your life. We will explore how to find true joy, how to awaken joy, how to defeat joy busters, and how to create a joy-filled prayer life. This joy series of podcasts is based on my new book, Wrap Yourself in Joy, with an imprimatur and has a built-in study guide. Why not invite a friend or small group to join you in listening? Then meet every week to go through a chapter. Together, you will grow in joy. The podcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Additional links to my books and free bookmarks are available at wrapyourselfinjoy.com. Hello. Welcome to Wrap Yourself in Joy. I'm Karen Dwyer, and this is podcast number eight in our series, and it goes with chapter six in my book, Wrap Yourself in Joy. Today, we will cover arresting the big joy thief, worry. So here's a question for you to ponder. Can you worry and be joyful at the same time? Think about it. In our last podcast, we continued with how to defeat joy busters and our joy busting responses to all those situations, people, and communication, but we have a choice to respond with more joy busting or follow a plan to defeat the joy busters. Even in unwise reactions that we later regret, we can choose to leave the past behind and say, I begin again. Well, today we will focus on stopping the big joy thief, worry, and its companions, anxiety and fear. So do you worry? Who doesn't? As I told you a few podcasts ago, when my house burned down and my husband died, I eventually stopped worrying. The worst had happened to me, more than I could imagine or worry about. But God took care of me, and in the process, I learned to trust Him. He took all my tears and counted them and kept them in his heart. Psalm 56 actually says this, O God, you have counted all of my tossings or wanderings. You put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your record? This I know, that God is for me. In God I trust. I am not afraid. So God put all my tears in a bottle, kept them in his heart, and gave me his joy. And I took it. So let's get started on arresting the big thief of worry. Are you aware when you're starting to worry? You know, worry is not only a joy buster, it's a joy thief. In Matthew 6, 25 through 34, Jesus talks directly to us about worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying at a single hour to your span of life, And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, 
you of little faith. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? Or what will we wear? Your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things, but strive first for the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Wow, what great advice from Jesus. Jesus didn't say we should shirk our responsibilities and try to make a living, but he told us not to be overcome with worry, even for our basic needs. God so beautifully takes care of birds of the air and clothes the flowers or lilies with great splendor. How much more will he take care of you? In fact, Jesus said, worry will not add one single hour to your span of life. The Cambridge Dictionary defines worry this way, to give way to anxiety or uneasiness, to allow one's mind to continually dwell on difficulties and troubles, to think about problems and unpleasant things that might happen in a way that makes you feel uneasy or frightened. It also means you are distracted, your mind is drawn in opposite directions, and you lose focus. Things go over and over in your mind. Oh, we see this in the Bible story of Martha and Mary. Martha lost her focus on listening to Jesus, and he lovingly said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things, but there is need of only one thing. And that was in Luke 10, 41 through 42. The God of heaven and earth was with Martha in the form of the God-man Jesus, and she was worried about dinner and whether her sister was helping her or not. Yes, Martha, Martha, focus! Although care and concern for people in situations are normal, worry often involves anxiety about the unknown. Worry focuses on what could go wrong, what might go wrong, what will likely go wrong in the future. It skips way ahead of God's provision and can sap you of your joy, your strength, and your peace. The problem with worry is that it leads to fretting. So do you fret? The Bible says not only to stop worrying, but please stop fretting. The Hebrew word we translate as fretting includes the idea of firing up rage and kindling anger. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines fret as a worry, an annoyance, a discontentment that gnaws at you and involves an irritated state of mind. You see, fretting takes worry to a new level. It eats away at your peace. You will eventually express it in outward rage or other ways. Psalm 37, 1 through 8, do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to Him. Trust in Him, and He will act. He will make your vindication shine like the light and the justice of your cause like noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do 
not fret over those who prosper in their way, over those who carry out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. Did you hear that? Worry and fretting leads to more responses. It leads to fear, anxiety, and loss of hope. Pope Francis reminds us, fear is an attitude that harms us. It weakens us. It diminishes us. It even paralyzes us. A person who is afraid does nothing, doesn't know what to do. He or she is focused on himself, overly concerned that everything bad will happen. Fear brings you to a self-centered selfishness and paralyzes you. A fearful Christian is a person who has not understood the message of Jesus, the Pope goes on to say. Do not be afraid. Ask for the grace of courage, the courage of the Holy Spirit, and Jesus sends it. Wow, isn't that the truth? Worry debilitates us. It stops us in our tracks. We can't do anything. That's when we have to turn to Jesus and ask for his courage, and he will send it. Worry, fretting, and anxiety can have a physical impact on our bodies. According to medical research, if we continue to worry, fret, fear, and have anxiety, it's been linked to digestive disorders, fatigue, sleeplessness, ulcers, heart problems, skin ailments, lack of concentration, and addictions name a few physical symptoms and outcomes. So, stop worrying. Now, I know it's a battle, but God can help us. St. Paul tells us exactly what to do. He actually gives us steps to take in Philippians 4, 4 through 7. I'm going to read it to you. See if you can pick out the four steps that he considers very important. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone, for the Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So here are those four steps. Did you pick them out? He starts out by saying, rejoice. Well, we have to make a decision to rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice means, in the New Testament Greek, return to joy. Actively, actively be glad. Actively pursue joy. So make a decision to rejoice in the Lord. And then he says, don't worry. That's the decision. We're going to rejoice in the Lord. We're going to find a joy in the Lord. We're going to return to joy in the Lord. And we're not going to continue to sit in a puddle of worrying and fretting. Step number one, seek joy and not sit in a puddle of worry. Number two, he says, pray in everything by prayer and supplication. That means Pray for your own needs and pray for the needs of others. And number three, he says, with thanksgiving. Have you done that? For every need you express in prayer, 
offer a related thanksgiving. For example, a few years ago, I needed a really great new car, and I wanted to get a bargain on it, and I wanted to get one that had decent mileage on it and would fit my budget. So I began to pray about it, and I thanked the Lord. I remembered that 10 years before I got my last car, I prayed, and He helped me get a really good car. So thank you, Lord. You helped me with the car, and I'm turning to you again to help me get another one. Lord, you do provide for my needs, and you promise that you do, and I am grateful. So please help me find a really great car that will keep me another 10 years. Now, see, that's praying with thanksgiving. You're not afraid to express your needs, but you wrap them in thanksgiving for what the Lord has done for you, or someone the Lord has given you or some way the Lord is providing for you. And number four, in verse seven says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So number four is receive God's peace. I have tried this many times, and it really helps stop worry. Paul was right. Number one, make a decision to rejoice and return to joy, and don't stay in your worries. Number two, pray about everything, all your needs and the needs of others. But number three, express it with thanksgiving. And number four, receive God's peace. Gosh, it's not that difficult for us to do. Thanks, Paul. It works. Here's getting back now to that first question I asked. Is it possible to rejoice or have joy and worry at the same time? The answer is no. You can't rejoice and worry at the same time. Remember, when worry fills your mind, your thoughts go over and over in your head and you lose focus. But when you choose to rejoice again and again, you choose joy. It takes practice and it takes focus. And you may not have all your prayers answered immediately or as expected. But you can anticipate that Jesus Christ, your Savior, has all of these situations in his heart when you bring them to him, and you can be thankful and rejoice in him. Now, I have one more little nugget that you can glean from St. Paul in Philippians 4. It's verse 5. It's sandwiched between him telling us, rejoice always and don't worry. Here it is. Let your gentleness be known to everyone, for the Lord is near. Remember. Fretting and worry can turn to rage and anger quickly. But when you practice being gentle, you shut down your stronger, joy-busting responses. Why and how? The next words say, because the Lord is near. And the USSCB online commentary says the Lord is near echoes that perpetual presence of the Lord is with us. The Lord is near. He's at our right hand, as the psalmist wrote in Psalm 16. In his presence is fullness of joy. If every time you have a need to bring to God in prayer, you would thank him first for some related blessing, I have found it to be very joy-filling. You can experience more peace than you ever imagined. It will happen because that's what we're supposed to do. So next time you want to petition God, spend a few minutes thanking him first. Then make your request. Be sure to sit quietly at the end to receive God's peace and God's joy. It will happen 
because this is what the scriptures told you to do. Also, I want to encourage you to read Philippians 4 this week for yourself. And at the same time, in your mind, try to picture yourself in the presence of Jesus, for you are and you can be. He's reaching out to you in love. He's always with you, but you're drawing close to him now. See yourself giving him each of your worries. You put them in his sacred heart, in his arms of love. With each one, you thank him for a blessing he has given you. Hear him speak to you with love as you receive his peace and joy. Try it. It will really help you. One more thing. If you continue to experience excessive worry, anxiety, or fear, please don't hesitate to see a professional, a medical doctor, or a counselor. In fact, you should in cases like this. Sometimes we need more professional help for our bodies and our lives, and God is with us in that plan too. Well, we've come to the end of our podcast for today. This is the eighth podcast in our Joy series, and it goes with Chapter 6 in my book, Wrap Yourself in Joy. I'm so glad you're with me. I encourage you to ask a friend to listen to the podcast and then meet over coffee during the week for just a half an hour and together go through a chapter in my book that has a built-in study guide with it. Studying joy in Scripture will heighten your joy levels. Well, I'm praying for you this week. I'm praying that you stop worrying and receive joy and peace. Please join me again next week. Until then, this is Karen Dwyer reminding you to wrap yourself in joy. Thanks for joining me today. Please visit me on my website, wrapyourselfinjoy.com, where you can learn more about my books, download free bookmarks, and connect with me. Please follow me on your favorite podcast app and invite a friend to join you too. You can download the show notes from today at wrapyourselfinjoypodcast.com. Until next week, this is your friend, Karen Dwyer, reminding you to wrap yourself in joy. <music>